Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word Harvest to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we tell you we are open and we are ready. Move by your spirit tonight, God. We tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak, Lord. Come on, Wednesday. Speak, Lord. We are open and we are ready. We need to hear a word from you tonight, God. This is our meta month. And we declare that we're not going to leave this month the same way that we entered this month. We declare that all things are working together for our good. We declare no weapon that is formed against us will be able to prosper. And every tongue that rises in judgment, we thank you, God, that it is condemned. Now, right now, God, put in us what needs to be put in us. Take out of us what needs to be taken out of us. And we thank you in advance in Jesus' name. Come on, Wednesday. Let's go up to worship God for five seconds right there. Go five. Four. That's the number of grace. That's the number of favor. That's the number of supernatural. Come on. Open up your mouth and shout. This is my metamorph. Come on. Say it again, Wednesday. Say, this is my metamorph. Go stir somebody's faith. Go to three people. Fist bump them, high five them, and tell them, say, this is your meta month. Go. Online, tag somebody. Text somebody. I need you to touch somebody and tell them this is your meta month. Not going to leave the same way you came in. Not going to exit the month the same way you entered the month. Not going to leave the month with the same amount of debt you had when you started the month. Shout it one more time. Say, this is my meta month. Let's go to work. So this series this month is called 
Meta. Meta has three different distinct meanings. Number one, it's a change in your position or condition. Hear me, this month God is changing your position. What does that mean? That for some of you, you were the tail, this month you're going to be the head. For some of you, you were at the back, you're going to be to the front. For some of you, watch me, you were losing by the end of this month, you're going to be winning. For some of you, this is going to be real practical because you started the month in one position on your job, but you're going to end the month with a promotion on your job. Matter of fact, I don't know who needs to hear this. That person that's been giving you hell, they're giving you hell because you're about to take their seat. I wish. Come on, somebody say my position is about to change. I it means your condition is going to change. You're going to be like the man that had sat by the pool for 38 years. For 38 years, he sits by a pool waiting on an angel to come down and stir up the water, but the angel wouldn't come uh, at the moment that it was most convenient for that man. And so every time the angel would come, the man said somebody was get it, would get in front of him and beat him to the water until Jesus showed up one day. And when Jesus showed up, Jesus skipped past everybody else to get to this man. And he says to that man, do you want to be made well? The man responds with his excuses and says well Lord there's no one to put me in the pool Jesus ignores his excuse and he takes a meta he says get up take up your bed and walk and for some of you watch me your position of passivity is about to change into power Come on, Wednesday. Your position is about to change. Your condition is about to change. I don't care how long you've been that way. You ain't going to leave this month the same way you started this month. Your condition is about to change. You're not going to be taking pills to go to sleep. I wish. Come on, Wednesday. Open up your mouth. Say, my condition is about to change. I some of y'all are going to be like Naaman. Watch me. You're going to be like individuals in the Bible that had issues. And then all of a sudden, God sent a word through a man of God. And their situation and their position and their condition changed. I'm going to tell you, if you ever wanted to see change, this is the month for your life. If you ever expected some suddenlies, this is the month to expect those suddenlies. If you ever expected things to happen, this is the month for those things to happen. Shout it one more time. Shout meta second set of definitions. It means watch me, it means behind. There's some things this month you're going to put behind you. For some of you, you're going to put your past behind you. I don't know who needs to say this. For some of you, you're going to put your previous record behind you. For some of you, you're going to put your bad credit behind you. For some of you, you're going to put those bad friendships behind you. For some of you, you're going to put that bad relationship behind you. For some of you, you're going to put that bad thinking behind you. There are certain things that you cannot get to until you put certain things behind you. You are not going to be able to make it to your next as long as you're carrying baggage. And for some of you, this month of Meta, you're about to put your baggage behind you. What your mama did, what your daddy didn't do, what your cousin did, what your cousin said, you're about to put it behind you. You've talked about it month after month after month after month, year after year after year after year. That's because God needed to get you to a Meta month where you could finally put some things behind you. Number two, it means after. For several of you, you're always in the before stage. You never make it to the after. And if you stay stuck in the before, we will always see you talking about what you're going to do, but you never actually do it. This is a month where you're going to walk it like you talk it. We've seen your before, and look at me. We don't want to see that no more. We want to see your after. We've seen your plan. We're about to see your promise. We have seen your process. We're about to see your progress. You are about to get to your after 
Then it means a cross. And I taught you on Sunday of how the children of Israel were standing on one side of the Red Sea that the Lord routed them to. It's crazy because God will route you to something crazy and then say, now how are you going to get over this? He literally tells 5,000 men plus women and children, you all be seated. He said, tell the people to sit. And one of the disciples says to him, well, Lord, why don't you dismiss these people and let them go get their own food? They got money. They can do it on their own. Jesus looks at them and says, no, you feed them. Then the Bible says, after he gives them this crazy command, he says, now, what do y'all have to feed them? We only have two fish and five loaves of bread. But look at somebody say, what you have is all you need. Mm. Because two is the biblical number of witness. Five is the biblical number of grace, favor, supernatural, which means you're about to witness something supernatural. But if you put them together, I got shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All is well. Which means some of y'all, you keep saying, God, I need this, I need this. God says, no, you need to go look at what you already have. Because what you already have is more than what you need. I need some of y'all to go home and check again. Would you high five somebody say, go home and check again. I you keep saying you need a cosigner. What if God didn't want you to have somebody else to get the glory? He was going to make sure he got all of the glory. He says, you all sit them down. He says, what do you have? We have two fish. Five loaves of bread. You're going to witness a miracle, and five and two is seven. You're going to see shalom. What you have is all you need. Bible says he asks Philip a very important question. He says, well, how are you going to do this? Where are you going to get what you need for this? And the Bible says he asked him this. Look at me. Already knowing what he was going to do. He only asked Philip this to test him. I wish you'd lay your hands not on your neighbor, but on yourself. Say, this is only a test. I don't know who needs to hear this. Don't choke. I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't need you messing up now after you've come as far as you've come. Let's stop for a moment. I want to take a moment to celebrate everybody that can say I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. I want to take a moment to celebrate everybody that can say I've made progress. I want to take a moment to celebrate everybody where you've had to go through hell and hot water, but you're still... Stay. Every survivor, you owe God a survivor's praise. What does it sound like to make it through what killed everybody else? What does it sound like to survive what knocked everybody else out? Open your mouth. Every survivor, give God a shout right there. Hey! Fist bump somebody on your way to your seat and say, you're a survivor. Yeah, you are. Gonna take a licking and keep on ticking. Only you can make it through depression and come out better. Only you can make it through being abused by your own loved ones and come out better. Only you can make it through physical abuse and verbal abuse and every other type of abuse and come out better. Only you can make it through sexual abuse and come out better. Only you can go through what you went through and come out as good as you've come. Let's celebrate your pro progress. This is only a test. Don't choke now. He says he asked Philip this, already knowing what he was going to do. Which means anytime God asks a question, he's not trying to learn something. He's trying to see something. What are you trying to see? Where you're at. And I need you to let him know I'm in a place called Meta. Stretch me, Lord. If I got to walk on the water, I got enough faith to believe if you held Peter up, you're going to hold me up. 
I got enough faith like Esther that says, if I perish, I perish. But I have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Behind, after, across. They make it to the other side because God took them to something impossible. The two fish, five barley loaves, they make it across the finish line because they feed thousands of people. That's only 5,000 men plus women and children. You can, you can use deductive logic to ascertain that there were at least 15,000 people there. The two fish, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. And, and if you read some translations, they even tell you they were small fish. Which means for some of you, God literally sets a big obstacle next to you. And gives you what he knows don't look like it's. And says, now what you going to do with this? And it's your, op- watch me. It's your opportunity to respond with one of two answers. Either you're going to respond with God, it's impossible. Or you're going to respond with meta. I need you to make your declaration on three. One, two, three. Behind, after, across, beyond. I, th- I gave you this example in Denver. In Denver, to the west, we have the mountains. One of the things that I hate when I, well, I, well, I hate this wrong word. I don't like when I, tra- oh, no, I do like when I travel. So let me, let me rephrase the words. Is I'm used to using the mountains as my guide for where the west is. So when I go to these sea level places, and they're like, oh, it's over onto the west. I'm like, well, where is the west? Well, where, where are the mountains? There ain't no mountains. Where's the west? And then you go to certain places, their mountains are to the east, predicated upon where you are. And so, and so I'm like, where are the mountains? Um, there's something beyond the mountains that I cannot see beyond when I'm looking at the mountains. You ready? It requires me to go above or to go through. And for some of y'all, hear me, there's some things this month you've been going through, but you're going to be beyond that. For some of you, there's some things God says, we're just going to skip that and I'm going to take you above that. You're going to see beyond. There's a whole Las Vegas, a whole Los Angeles, a whole Pacific Ocean. There's states after the mountains. And for some of you, are like, what am I going to do after this? Baby, there's a whole life beyond where you are at right now. Then the third set of definitions is a higher or second order, which means God says there's something higher for you. And to get higher, you have to reach, which means you have to stretch, which means to get meta, you can't be comfortable. So for every person where you're like, man, I just feel uncomfortable. Good. I hope you don't feel comfortable. I hope you feel so uncomfortable. Why? Because that means you're going better. I hope you're like, I never thought I'd be doing this. Good. That means you must be going. I hope you look at your own self and say, you know what? I'm proud of how I just handled that. That means you had to stretch, which means you just went better. It's a higher or a second order. Wednesday, last Wednesday, one week ago, we learned this about meta. You need to name it. Why? Because God forms circumstances, then he will bring them to you to name them. Genesis 2.19, God brought them to the man to see what he would call them, and whatever the man called the living creature, that was its name. So literally, God forms all of these animals, and when he forms all of these animals, he brings them to Adam, and he says, Adam, now what do you call that? I know what I made it to be, but I want to see what you call it, because whatever you call it, that's what it is. And I taught you last week that some of you, you have got to watch your mouth, because your mouth determines your matter. 
Instead of saying, I'm just so overwhelmed, you better say, I got this. Instead of saying, I can't figure it out, you better say, I know exactly where to find the answer. Instead of saying, I'm just so stressed, you better say, baby, I'm way too blessed to be stressed. Matter of fact, I don't even feel stressed. I just feel like this is about to be a testimony. Instead of walking around with your hip down, you need to open up your mouth and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Watch my matter. And I will rejoice. I will rejoice, which means I'm going to have joy over and 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 over again. And I will rejoice and be made glad in it. Then I taught you that God will take some things from you to add double to you to see what you call it. I told you how literally the scripture says he took from Adam a rib is what the scripture says in English. And he puts Adam to sleep. Pay attention. He makes Adam lay down and he takes something from him. Let me help some of you all. He makes you lay down and he takes something from you. You'll catch the revelation in a second. He puts you in a position where you can't do nothing about it and he allows something to be taken. Is there anybody in the building online where you've ever been in a situation where you're like, God, I feel weak right now. I feel passive right now. I feel like I am a whole L7 right now. L7 is pimp colloquialism for square. <laughs> it's a pimp colloquialism. It's a square. L7, you see. Somebody's trying to figure that out. No, wait a minute. Is that algebra? No, baby, this Look at me, look at me, look at me. God put him, he made him rest, then he took something from him. And for some of you, watch me, there are certain things that God says, I will allow it to look like you lost. I will allow it to look like it was taken. But really what I was doing is I was setting you up for double. He took the rib from Adam, put him to sleep, and then when Adam woke up, he looked aside and he saw double. You'll catch it in a minute. He put him to sleep. It looked like it was taken, but when Adam finally opened up his eyes, he said, nothing was taken from me. Something was added to me because I see a double. I see a double. And I came to tell some of y'all, whatever it looks like you lost in 22, 21, 20. 19, 18, 17, 16, you go back as far as you want to. In this year, 2023, you're about to get. For every person that's lost something, I'm going to give you one opportunity and then we got to move on to let God know I'm expecting double for everything it looks like you took out of me. One, two, three, go. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. It looks like I lost, but really I won. It looked like something was taken, but really I was gaining. Shout it again, shout double! Verse 23. So watch what he had to do. He had to name the double. And he couldn't complain about what was taken. He had to name it. Verse 23. She shall be called woman. Look at the last part. For she was taken out of man. Anytime it feels like God allows you to pour and he didn't pay you back, it's because he was letting it accumulate interest. Oh, my God. See, every person that's ever felt used, I don't know why you're just sitting there looking at me. Every person that's ever felt like somebody took advantage of you, I don't know why you're just looking at me sitting like that. For I, every person that's ever felt like that was a waste of time, I don't know why you're sitting there looking at me like that. Because what I'm telling you is that if you call it double, what looked like was lost, God says it. This one, somebody said, you didn't lose anything. God was setting you up for double. You need to 
name it. He named the animals. He named Eve. Whatever he named it, that's what it was. Name the month. Say, this is my meta month. Name the year. Say, this is my jubilee year. Name your finances. Say, this is my best financial year. Name your relationship. Say, this is my best relationship year. Name your body health. Say, I'm 100% healthy and I'm 100% healed. Come on, name your emotional health. Say, I will not be stressed out. I will not be wore out. I will not be overwhelmed. Whatever pressure is put on me, watch me carry it like a champ. Come on, you heavyweight champions of the world. Only you can stand up under that pressure and still have a fight in you. Only you can go through that much pressure and still wake up and say, I got this. Why? God's got me. Slap somebody on the shoulder. Slap their shoulder and just say, the strength of God be with you. Yeah, you're about to carry what you said you couldn't carry. You're about to walk with what you said you couldn't walk with. You will not grow weary in well-doing. But in due season, you shall reap a harvest. And I came to tell somebody, it's your due season. But harvest time is work time. That means when it is harvest time, that's when I work the hardest. When it is harvest time, that's when I got the most pressure. When it is the harvest time, that's when I got to get the dirtiest. But this is my minimum. Sunday's message was called, Every Delay is to my benefit. Name it. Say, every delay is to my benefit. I showed you from Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. The Bible says, when Pharaoh finally let the people go, and I showed you with a kick cut bell on Sunday, how God gives broken breakthrough. He never gives it all to you at one time. He never gives it all to you at one time. <laughs> Even with David, he gave him Judah then he let him wait seven years and said, now you can have all the kingdom. And for some of you watch me, God says, if you can't handle Judah, you can't handle the whole thing. What does Judah mean? Praise. He says, if you get this little bit, it won't praise me. I ain't giving you big because you ain't going to praise me for that. Watch me. If you get this apartment, it won't praise me. I ain't giving you no house. If you got this hoopty, it won't praise me. Why would I trust you with a nice automobile? If you can't serve well, why would I trust you with somebody getting paid? Yup. You ready? If you, ooh, 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 ooh. if you can't shout in your singleness, all you're going to do is be a miserable spouse for somebody. It's quiet in this building, there's no line. Right? You ready? So, so the Bible says when, God, when Pharaoh finally let the people go after 430 years of bondage and 10 plagues, the Bible says God did not lead them along the what? Main road. Instead, he took them down back roads that run through Philistine territory. God says, I'm not taking you down the main road, which means, watch me, I'm not taking you, you ready for this? Mainstream. In other words, people ain't gonna know your story. You're looking at everybody else saying, God, they blew up. God is like, yep, but I'm gonna take you another way. Watch me, it looks like they blew up to you, but watch me, what you don't understand is that anything that blows up, I'm gonna shut down. Shooting stars shoot fast, but they fall even faster. And I'm so glad God took his time with you. Because when he puts you on, you're going to stay there. I... 
and the favor of the Lord will last a lifetime. When you go up, you're going to stay there. When you take the seat, you're going to keep the seat. You won't be a Saul where you lose it. You, you're going to keep the seat that you... Elbow somebody next to you, please. Tell them, say, he took you to back road. He... Nobody sees back roads and they don't have lights. They're dark. And for some of you like, God, I don't see you. He's like, I know it's a back road. You, sh- you can't see me. Which means you have to rely on my voice because you can't see what I'm doing. This is why every week I send you to church. Every week I give you a word. Every week I give you a man of God. Why? So you can hear God's voice through his word. He is his word. Come on, Bishop Preach. Number two top ways that God speaks to us are his logos and his rhema. Logos. uh, It sounds like Legos because it's the building blocks of life. It's his written word. Every time you come to church, you are getting God's logos, but then you're getting rhema. What is rhema? Rhema is the revealed word about his logos. Rhema is what he's saying based on what he's already said. Every time you come to church, I'm getting a rhema about a logos so that I know how to deal with my back row. So that means for those of you that like my back road is so dark, that's what you come to church for. So that you can figure out what am I supposed to do next? What's my next step? What's my next move? What's my next action? Because there's no light on the back roads and that's on purpose. Why? God don't want nobody to see you trip. He don't want nobody to see you stumble. I'm so glad he loved you enough to take you the back way because he didn't want you to be embarrassed in the main road. You better worship God right there that he covered you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. uh-uh, wait a minute. Wednesday, Wednesday, you're missing it. If you screw up on the main road, everybody sees it. If you screw up on the main road, everybody sees it. If you screw up on the main road, everybody gonna know your little business. So he kept you on the back road while you were working out your personality issues. While you were working out your kinks, while you were working out your nuances and your idiosyncrasies. And God says, I'm not going to give you the main road because I don't want you to be embarrassed because of what's undeveloped. Elbow somebody say, thank God for the back road. You ought to apologize to the Lord for being, Lord, you did this for her, you did this for him. God says, yeah, but notice that they ain't going to stay there long. I took you to back road, so when I put you on, you going. Why? It runs through the Philistine territory. What does Philistine mean in Hebrew? Number one, hostile. He says, the main road is going to be too hostile for you. He says, you fight too much. Some of you don't know how to ignore things. You think everything requires a response. You think everything requires you saying something. Y'all not going to say nothing. Some of you, you let people pull you into street fights because you don't realize there's a ring waiting on you. Next, it means indifferent. God says, I don't want you to become indifferent because you're around indifferent. For some of you, you literally need to thank God that you don't have many people you mess with. And when I say mess with, I don't mean that with a colloquialism of in a sexual way. I mean, that you don't have a lot of people that you're around. You don't, you're like, God, I just wish I had this. I just wish I had this. God said, if I put you around them sorry, trifling people, you're going to become indifferent. So I don't need you to be infected by a cancer that you can't see because it's a spiritually transmitted disease. So I kept you in isolation in the back, in the back, in the back, and you couldn't be around everybody else on the main road. I need you to thank God for the fact that God kept you in isolation. It wasn't punishment. It was preparation because you would have become indifferent just like them. They don't care about nothing. You wouldn't care about nothing. They sloppy. You would have become sloppy. Uneducated. 
God says, I don't need you around uneducated people. I don't need you around people who you have to water down your intellect to deal with. Help on the person next to you say, you're not going to have to water down who you are. Then I don't want you acting uneducated. Okay, y'all ain't going to say that? Because people say, you trying to act like you this. No, I just know how to speak. You trying to act like this. No, I just decided that I wasn't going to be a statistic. Oh, you think you better than us. No, you think I'm better than you. And that's your problem with me. That is not my problem with myself. You may be a grasshopper to you, but baby, I'm a whole giant slayer. I feel like preaching in this place. Would you slap somebody next to you a high five and tell them you won't water down who you are? No. Philistine, then it means to wallow in mud. What wallows in mud? Pigs. Pigs roll around in the mud. And the mud is comprised of dirt and feces. Feces. You understand what this is? It's waste. It waste, then steps in it. Then rolls in it. And then you eat it for breakfast. Now, I ain't said you shouldn't. I'm just saying that's what you do. All right, listen. Because I so had some pork in that green chili that I had upon today. Thank the Lord. That wasn't a lot, but I it was, it was. chunks. Listen. I see. You wallow him up. God says, I didn't let you go through the main road, Philistine territory, because you would have started messing up and staying stuck in it. And every time you leave the back road to go on the main road, this is what you do. Is you mess up, and then you step in it, and then you roll in it, and then you eat from it, and then you look like it, then you smell like it. And for some of you, you smell like... (gasps) What do you mean? Your disposition is... (gasps) Your attitude is... Saints will get it later. You ready? You ready? God says, I didn't want you to do that. Look at the next one. To indulge in an unrestrained way. God says, if I let you go to the Philistine territory, if I didn't delay you, you would have gotten really, really, really sloppy. I took you to back road so that you learn how to tame your appetite for alcohol. I took you to back road so you weren't using substances to live. Because if I put you on the main road, you would have been a whole alcoholic. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me? If I put you on the main road, you would have been a whole pookie from New Jack City. Be calling me, man. Be calling me, man. You would have been strung out. You know what a person next to you say? God stopped you from defeating yourself. Uh-uh. I don't like the way they said it. Elbow somebody else. Say, God stopped you from defeating yourself. He, he knew you weren't ready because the little attention you get makes you drop your draws. So God said, I'm going to take you to back row because you ain't ready for that yet. You'll indulge in an unrestrained way. You'll indulge in an unrestrained way. He says, I didn't take you down this road because I knew you wouldn't know how to say no. 
It's quiet in the building. But some of you, I don't know who needs to hear this. God says, you keep saying, Lord, Lord, help me deal with my timidity. Help me deal with my shy. Your shy is his insurance plan to make sure you're not a whore. Bishop Foreman is really raw tonight. <laughs> Y'all not going to say nothing to me? I need you to tell somebody next to you say, he put insurance on you. He... Let's finish. All right, invade. Invade. He says, if I take you down the main road, there's going to be an invasion. Things are going to try to invade you, and then you may invade things that aren't for you. Then finally, it means to roll. To roll, think of Free Willy. Say Free Willy. Y'all remember um, the movie Free Willy with, with Keiko, the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the killer whale? And remember, um, killer whales, their dorsal fin is supposed to be like this. After a killer whale has been in captivity, their dorsal fin slumps. The danger with that is that they cannot, watch me, control their swim or their dives. So a killer whale literally will begin to spin and roll to its own death. God says, I delayed you because I didn't need you to spin out of control into your own death. Who can thank him for every delay that you've had? Come on, Wednesday, tell the Lord, say thank you for every delay. He says, I didn't take him down the main road even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said, if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt to, to be shut in, to restraint, to misery, to tribulation, to distress. So, verse 18, God led them, stop! You think if God's leading you, it's supposed to be easy. You think if God's leading you, it's supposed to feel good. You think if he's leading you, he's supposed to help. He led them where? In a roundabout. Watch this. Come on, say this. Come on, say this. Watch this. He led them in a roundabout. All right? So, so, so literally, pillar cloud by day. Pillar of fire by night. That's how they were led, right? Moses in the front. People are following. God is, God is in it. Okay, all right. Go straight. Left. Left. Keep going straight. Lift your foot up. Lift your foot up. All right, all right. Left. All right, stay there for a minute. That was your 2020. All right. Left. All right. Okay. Watch your step. Watch your step. All right, watch your step. You're about to go down for a little bit. But, 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 but that's only because I need to set you up for something. So I ordered your step ups and your step. I ordered your increase and your decrease. I ordered your wins and what looked like failures. All right, left. All right, all right, all right, all right. About face. About face. All right, all right, there you go. Okay, all right, go straight. Okay, stop, totally stop, totally stop, totally stop. All right, about face, about face. Okay, all right, go all the way back over there to him. Walk, walk over there, walk over there. And just stay there. Stay there, come on, stay there. Let's go, let's go, let's just stay there. Okay, all right. Now, you got people in your face starting stuff with you. But I sent you there to resolve that before I send you into your promise. 
Because if you don't know how to have conflict resolution, I can't trust you with big if you can't resolve conflicts with small. I need you to thank God for every conflict that he led you into. Now here's what's crazy. Didn't he start over here? So now for some of you, you're like, I feel like I'm back where I Say a roundabout way. Bamboo earrings, at least two pairs. Well, that's a roundaway girl, but he led you in a roundabout way. All right, all right, come towards me. 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 Well, you ain't saying nothing. I know. I just need to see if you're going to obey instructions. I said, come towards me. You went beyond me. So I'll be silent until you do what I said. I said, come towards me. You kept walking. So I'll talk again when you do what the last thing I said. Oh, now you want to do right. Okay, you ready? About, about face. Go, go, go diagonal. Go, go 40, 45 degrees. Go 45 degrees to your right. All right. Okay. Good. All right. That's about 20. Good. Okay. There you go. Okay. That's okay. All right. 45. About 45. 45. There you go. That's about 45. All right. Stop. I'm going to have you close to the edge. And at any moment, you're going to feel like it's going to break apart. It's going to fall apart. You're going to lose it. You can't do it. You're going to give up. Nothing's going to work. And then I'm going to put pressure on you while you're close to the edge and say, you better not fall. You better not fall. Peter, I prayed for you that your faith would not fail you. I led you in a roundabout way. Now stay there. Oh, no, you still got the pressure on you. Stay there in an uncomfortable position. You on the edge, uncomfortable. Stay there. Lord, what are you doing? Being God. <laughs> Lord, speak. I did speak. Stay there. Oh, and since you want to do all this talking, let me put some more pressure. Because you run your mouth too much. <laughs> I'm leading you in a roundabout way. Because I'm teaching you something while I'm testing you in the wilderness. I wish you'd look at somebody and say, he's teaching you while he's testing you. He's teaching you while he's testing you. This is now, okay. You're all sad looking. Can you give me a praise on the edge under pressure? Can you serve me on the edge under pressure? Can you sow on the edge under pressure? Because when I see you do that, all right, come on, you can get up, you can get up, boy. Come on, come on, come on. Now look, your promise is already prepared. I already have what you're about to change into. 
already have your next set up and ready to go. It's been here the whole time. I just had to lead you in a roundabout way. I wasn't getting ready to do it. I had already done it, but you are getting ready to get it. I need you to prophesy to three people around you and say, you getting ready to go get it. Come on, YouTube. You getting ready to go get it. Come on, Facebook. You getting ready to go get it. It's been ready, but you're finally about to go get it. It's been set up, but you're... Come on. Say roundabout way. Look at this. So he led them. I got to move. In a roundabout way. Through the wilderness. Test. He led them through test. He says, okay, you, you dealt with the edge and the pressure test. Now, all right, turn to the left. Go all the way up. Go quickly, too. I'm going to bless you real fast. Matter of fact, get right up here. Get right up here. Get right up here. Now, let me test you with attention. Because are you going to tell them you did this? Are you going to want the glory? Are you going to get arrogant? Are you going to get inconsistent? You were faithful at 60,000. Now you're half-assing at 100,000. Y'all not going to say nothing to me? You were consistent when you had a struggle. Will you be consistent when you have success? And I'm not cussing. Deuteronomy 2210. That's in that power that I can I'm going to test you with attention. I'm going to test you with, watch me, because if you want to be at the top, you got to take the hits that come with the top. The people at the top are always blamed by the people at the bottom. So I'm going to test you. I'm gonna te- you want God to use you? I'm using you. Take the hit. Take the hit. You're ruling over your domain. Take the hit for it. Take the hit. This is what they're talking about me. Take the hit. That comes with attention. They're talking about you because you're up here. You can't see them. They can see you. Look at your neighbor and say, what you're facing comes with your seat. It seems like everything I do, it gets picked on because we can see you because you've been trusted with a seat of attention. So everything you do will be picked on because we can see you. Well, you don't never say nothing to them. Well, we don't see what they're doing because they weren't trusted with the same seat that you're given. It's quiet in this building. <laughs> okay. All right, good. Okay, so you dealt with attention. All right, now that you've been on, let me take you off and see how you act. You ready? Go over there in the corner and put your face towards the corner because I need you to not let this become your identity. I need you to make sure you don't tie who you are to what you do. I need you to make sure you're not addicted to applause. Because if you're addicted to applause, you are not going to be, watch me, if you live for their applause, you'll die with their criticism. So, put your, put your face in the corner. Stand over there. Lord, it feels like I'm in timeout. You are. I led you in a roundabout way through the wilderness. And then you got to your metamorph. Now, say this is prophetic. In about three weeks, we hit the Feast of Passover, which is when what we're reading about happened. In about three weeks, we hit the Feast of Passover, which is what, we re- which is what we're reading about. It's when it happened. And he left you over there for 430 years. 
10 plagues, and the whole time you thought he didn't hear you. And then the Lord says, I've heard the cry of my people. And watch me, and I'm about to take them meta. Okay, about face. You can come out now. Matter of fact, and, 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 and listen, I'm going to give you some spoils. You get some stuff. You get some, you get some spoils. You get, you get some stuff. Here, put your scarf on. There you go. You get some spoils. You get some spoils. There you go. There you go. We ain't going to get you one of the two short hoodies. Listen, you get some spoils, okay? You get some stuff. All right, come on. Come on. Which means stuff isn't the promise. Because they left Egypt rich on their way to a promise. Which means money is just something he's going to give you on the way to where you're going. Oh, my God. I said money is something he's going to give you on the way to where you're going. That is not the promise. You being a seven-figure owner ain't the promise. The money is for where you're going. You missed it. They left Egypt rich. They plundered the Egyptians. Which means, look at me. Everybody look at me. God says, now how you handle this money determines whether or not I can give you more. Because this is not the promise. You tell know the, the, the resource like it's the promise. It is only the resource you need for when you get to your promise. Because what you're about to do is going to take more than one million. Because you're not just about to have a house. You're going to have complexes. Come on. Wherever you struggled, that's where you're about to succeed. Wherever you were afflicted, that's where you're about to see gifting come forth. Wherever you were aggravated, that's where you're about to be anointed. Come on, we got to go. We got to go. So he brings them out, and, and he takes them to the Red Sea. Say Red Sea. Look at this. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness. Say test. To the Red Sea. When they get to the Red Sea, Red Sea has two meanings. Into the storm, just where we ended on Sunday, and the storm's ending. Into the storm means that the storm's almost over. It also means you're in the fourth quadrant of the storm, which is the most intense part of the storm. What are you trying to tell me? When God's about to end something, he makes it rough. I'll talk over here. I'll talk over here. When he's about to end the storm, he intensifies the pressure of the storm to indicate to you this storm is just about. I need you to get somebody around you that looks like they got a teaspoon of faith in this building, a teaspoon of faith online, and I need you to just touch them and say, your storm is just about over. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Your storm is just about. How do you know? Because it's rougher right now. How do you know? Because the wind is heavier right now. How do you know? It's tornadoes and hurricanes and storm surge and family drama and job drama and people drama and internal drama and external enemy and internal enemy. And everywhere you look around, it looks like there's an enemy. But that means your storm is just about... Ready? So the question is, how do you deal with delays? Say, how do I deal with delays? Three quick points. Because some of y'all, you have not been handling your delays well. Wave at me in the building if you're like, I already know. Online, wave at me in the if you already know. Right, number one, delays are your professor. Delay is, rather, your professor. Hebrews 5, 7. This verse this verse 
was so good to me, I put it in Sunday's message too. Uh, this verse, this verse, wow. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications. What are supplications? When you get someone else to pray with you and for you. Who did that? Peter, James, and John. Three types of prayer. Prayer to ask for yourself. Intercession to pray for somebody that can't go to God on their own. Supplication is when you get somebody, another believer to pray for you, another Christian to pray for you. Pay attention to what the Bible says. Jesus got back up in the spirit. You're not understanding it. It must have been rough if God needed backup. But he was in his flesh. He was the theanthropos. 100% God, 100% man. So much man you can believe he's God, so much God you couldn't believe he was man. And the Bible says in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications. Who, was the, who were his supplicators? Peter, I just told you, James, and John. Watch me. The Bible says, with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. Look at this next part. Here's where the verse gets real good. And he was heard because of his reverence. No, um, it hasn't hit you yet. It hasn't hit you yet. God heard him but did nothing. Let me talk over here. I said God heard him but did nothing because his delay taught him to obey. Uh-uh, you'd be shouting better, so I know you don't get it. So let's back it up. Let's push, rewind on the tape. Okay? I'm just pushing rewind. All right, boom, play. Here we go. Here we go. In the days of his flesh, Jesus prayed, got back up, cried loudly to him who was able to save him from death. And God did hear him. Look at me, look at me. Somebody like, God, did you hear me? I heard you. God, you ain't going to do nothing? No. Because this is your professor. And if I let you out of your delay, you will not have the education that you need to succeed in your next. So look at the next verse. Although he was a son. Come on, next verse. Watch me. The Bible says he learned obedience through what he suffered. Look at the neighbor said, you're going to learn today. I still don't think you get the power of the verse because I think you'd be shouting more. So let's go back. Here we wind on the tape. Play. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers. Got Peter, James, and John. Come here, Peter. Come on. Come on, James. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, John. Come on, come on, John. Come on. He got Peter, James, and John. Can y'all pray with me for an hour? Because we're about to ask God <laughs> to block this crucifixion. We're about to ask God <laughs> to intervene in this situation. We're about to ask God <laughs> to shut the mouth of the devil. We're about to ask God. <laughs> I don't think you heard me right, y'all. <laughs> We about to ask God. So he says, can y'all give me one hour to pray with me? Because we're about to ask God to shut this down. So Jesus prays, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to be a savior no more. <laughs> Listen. 
<laughs> Jesus is like, I don't want to do this no more. They ain't even grateful. Bastards. Means fatherless children. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this anymore. Then he says, he does it once. Then he prays again. And he comes back and he checks on them. They sleep. And Johnny probably would be the last one to go to sleep because he's he getting on them. <laughs> Ready? Jesus like, y'all couldn't pray with me for an hour? Wake up! Yeah, dog. And then, shalom, sir. <laughs> pray with me for an hour, okay? I'm going to go a little further. Can y'all pray with me? We about to ask God to shut this thing down. We about to bombard heaven and tell them to shut the mouth of the devil. And we about to get victory. Touch your neighbor, say victory. Jesus goes a little further. Father, please. You see what I have to work with? Hear my cry. I don't want to be a savior no more. I know I was created to do it, but in this moment, my flesh doesn't want to do it. And you've routed me to a place called delay, and the delay is torture because I'm waiting on a mark named Judas to come get me, and I could have killed him when he was sitting at the table, but you told me not to touch him. He lying on me, and all I had to do was tell the truth on him. Second time, he gets up, he goes back. He's... And he on the phone? Can y'all not pray with me for an hour? I've given you three and a half years. Peter, you didn't have the money for your tax. I said, go fishing. You paid my tax and your tax. James, you listen, I gave you a seat of power and leadership. You don't talk much, but you know how to lead. Mm. Which means sometimes the best leaders are not the most vocal. And John, come on now. I'm letting you sit up, lay on me in the middle of the day at the dinner table and all that. Least you could do is pray with me for an hour. Y'all pray now. Because we about to ask God <laughs> to shut this thing down. We about to ask God <laughs> to shut the mouth of the devil. We about to ask God. And they'll shout with you. Father. If it's possible. Are they snoring? I can't stand. Lord, please. 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 Let this cup. What cup? That delay is about to turn to death. Let this cup pass for me. But on that third time, he handled it right. Nevertheless, not my will. Because this is bigger than me. 
Forgive me for making it about me when the whole reason I was sent is to be not about me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. When he says that, the Bible says the Lord sends an angel. And an angel begins to strengthen him. An angel, this is why I have you touch your neighbor's shoulder. Because that angel began to touch his place of strength. And say, you're going to make it. You're going to accomplish everything I sent you to accomplish. And now they're watching him get strength when they were supposed to be his strength. And for some of y'all, God's about to let you go meta in front of the people that missed out on what they were supposed to do to help. Then the Bible says he gets up this time. He's strong now. He said, y'all wake up. I ain't even mad no more. Judas shows up. Judas shows up. He's like, hurry up. Do what you must do and do it quickly. Kiss me right here. See, some of you, you need to take authority over your enemy. You letting them run you, you run them. He learned obedience through what he suffered. They beat him. He obeys. Put crown of thorn on his head. He obeys. Everybody scatters except him. John is the only one. For some of you, you better hear me. When you're shifting into meta, don't be surprised if you see people start moving. You ready? And he learned obedience through what he suffered. Crown of thorns. Nails in his hands. Nails in his feet. Pierce him in his side. And the whole time he says, nevertheless, not my will, your will. This delay is about to save the world. This delay is about to pay for sin once and for all. And I'm going to tell somebody, this last delay you've been in, I'm only talking to a few of us that have been in some delay. This last delay is about to be the game changer for you. This last delay is about to take you out of the mess you were in and you'll never return to it again. For those of you that believe this last delay was the game changer. On three, I want you to release a meta praise in this building and online. One, two, three, go, go, go. This last delay, this last delay, this is the game changer. This is the record breaker. Look at somebody say, this the one, this the one. Number two, number two, we gotta go. Number two, delay increases your patience. Patience is the level of endurance your character can take before you become negative or you're being delayed or provoked. You're not patient because you're waited. You're, you're patient because you waited well. Look at this scripture in James. James says, my brethren, there's no T. <laughs> Count it all joy. Huh? Look at me. Look at the neighbor. Look at the neighbor. Look at me. Look at the neighbor. Look at me. Now, if you can do both at the same time, come get this healing line after church. There's a little adjustment we need to make. We're going to get you healed. You ready? My brethren, count it all joy. Look at me. Some of you count wrong. You don't know how to count. 
because you counted it a problem. And he says, count it all joy. You get bad news. Joy. You get a call you don't want to get. Joy. You get a disappointing email. Joy. You get a disappointing text. Joy. You got to have a coming to America. I'm happy to be here. Type of moment. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. And he led them through the wilderness, and he led them through the tests in a roundabout way to produce what? Patience. Verse 4. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking what? Nothing. If you do not handle your delay properly, well, now we understand why you're in lack. Either to elbow somebody and say, lack is whack. I won't live there. Come on, open your mouth, Wednesday. Say, I will not live in a place called lack. I will live in a place called abundance, in a place called overflow. Everybody stand for this last one. Everybody stand in the building, get no line for this last one. This last one. The lay is your professor. It's teaching you something. I, that verse just, maybe you'll get it on the way home. And no, he cried and steered up and got back up. The Lord heard him and did nothing. Somebody like, God, do you hear me? He's like, yes, and my mind hasn't changed. So you getting louder isn't going to make me respond. I said what I said. Well, Lord, I just am trying to see because maybe you want me to do something else. Okay. Oh, okay. So now I'm going to send you back through the roundabout. Because I can see there's some more punk in you I need to get out of you. And we don't eat pumpkin pie around here. We eat sweet potato pie. Huh? Read your Bibles, church. Read your Bibles. Somebody said, I'm going to bring a pumpkin pie. We don't eat no pumpkin pie. What is that? I don't even want no pumpkin spice latte. Give me a sweet potato spice latte. Look, delay is your professor. Delay increases your patience. Delay increases your persistence and your perseverance. What? Now, now I'm talking this, and we're going to shout it in a minute, but I just need you to get this in the building under the line. Y'all stand up at home. There's a woman. You have a white couch, and you sitting down. Stand up, because that's what your life is about to do. Hebrews 6.12. Look at this verse. We do not want you to become lazy. Because sometimes the roundabout becomes so comfortable that you make it permanent when it's supposed to be temporary. We do not want you to become lazy, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what was promised. Look at me. There's a difference between persistence and perseverance. One means, you ready? One means this. One means that you continue in the face of delay. You ready? You ready? The other means that there is something in you that does not allow delay to become a factor. Open your mouth, say, my persistence is increasing. My perseverance is increasing. Say, and say, it's all, it's all happening because of delay. 
in spite of difficulty, in spite of delay, I will persist and I will persevere. Despite of delay, I will not accept failure. Failure is not an option. Wednesday, I need you to take a posture in the building and online. Like your delay is not going to stop you. Like your delay is not going to block you. Like you will not accept failure as an option. I need you to just touch somebody next to you on the shoulder and say, persevere and persist. Come on, y'all, we're about to go, but touch two more people on the shoulder. Say, persevere and persist. It ain't over until I win. It's not over until I get a victory. It's not over until I get a praise report. It's not over until I get a shout. It's not over until my delay gets me to my deliverance. It's not over until my process gets me into my promise. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Come on, Wednesday, shout it. It's not over. Say it again. Say it again. Point to somebody and say it. Point to somebody else and say it. Point to yourself and say it. Release a praise right there. Not over. I'll persist. I'll persevere. I'm too legit to quit. I don't give up. I dig in. I don't fail. I move forward. I'm like baby's kids. We don't die. We multiply. Open up your mouth. Say, I'll persist and I'll persevere. For some of you, God says your delay is because you get lazy when you do good. So, I'm going to send you back through a roundabout. Because some of you, you ready? You're bored. You haven't had to fight a fight. So, I'm sending you back through. And I don't need you to become lazy. I thought you were going to talk to your neighbor a lot. We got to go. Say, so you will not become lazy. But you will persist and you will persevere. In this building, end online, I'm going to move targeted prayer to uh, either Sunday or Wednesday. If you need, first of all, how many got some out of this word? You know my favorite verse from this message. And he was heard. Look at somebody say, he heard you. But he didn't change his mind. <laughs> that, I said, okay. Some be like, God, you're not listening. He's like, I'm listening very well. But you're asking me to change what I refuse to change. So how about you get on my page because I'm not getting on yours. 
How about you call? How about you run my plays? Because you don't call plays here. Okay, we got to go. <laughs> we need to become a Christian. Heads bowed, eyes closed, in the building and no line. We need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord to be sure. Wherever you're at on three, you're going to throw your hand up in the building online. You're going to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. For those of you that say, Bishop, I've given my life to the Lord, but I've not been faithful to him, and I need to recommit myself to the Lord. If that's you, tonight's your night. Some of you, your delay is because of disobedience. You just got to give, give him your yes. Well, Bishop, I keep making mistakes, but then keep getting up. Don't roll in the mud. Get up. And some of you are like, Bishop Oman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. Wherever you're at, on the count of three, in this building and online, you become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure on three. Hands up in the building online. Hand me your emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you're at. And come on, Wednesday. We celebrate when people come to the Lord at harvest. Hallelujah. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Just pray that prayer for the first time and recommitted yourself to the Lord or you're sure. Scan that QR code or text Harvest to 55498. You're saved. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So, just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Every day, my company gets scam phishing emails trying to get money or sensitive info. I wanted to protect my employees and my clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. First, teach employees to recognize and report phishing. Next, require strong passwords plus multi-factor authentication. And finally, turn on automatic updates for your business software. To learn more, go to CISA at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world.